a couple of things that uh, or the main thing I think that I've kind of gleaned from uh, gleaned. Is it gleaned sure, or yeah, gleaned? Yeah, I like it. It works. Yeah, I don't know which one it is. I've always just said gleaned, uh, but I, I don't think I've ever actually seen the word. Uh, it's like one yeah. of those one of those strange words that like gleaning is. I think it's uh, is. You know what? I'm just gonna look up the meaning. I'm fairly certain it has something to do with like uh, harvesting. Like, I think so. Yeah, like gleaning the crops. Yeah, like that's. Right? <laughs> let's see. Uh, collect gradually and bit by bit. Gather leftover grain or other produce after a harvest. Dang. Yep, we're right. Nice. Look, so it is glean, not glean. Okay, with an N. Yes. Sweet. This has been your etymology corner. <laughs> Welcome to the Light and Dark Podcast, where you can grow your community, build your business, and have fun doing it. I'm Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield. We are two wedding photographers forging our way in these sometimes lonely places of the entrepreneurial world, looking for a way to create community and a feeling of belonging. Deciding to join forces, we began our journey to teach a workshop that was inclusive of our very different yet equally creative styles, leading to the undertaking of the Light and Dark Workshop. Wanting to help more creatives than we could face-to-face, we decided to take our collective experience and start a podcast. And here we are today. If you're a creative entrepreneur looking for community and education, you've come to the right place. So grab a cup of coffee. Or a Red Bull. And buckle up for today's episode. Hello, welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. This week, Rachel and I are sharing five things that we've changed in each of our businesses due to the pandemic and how those things are moving us forward. We hope that you'll be able to take at least a couple of these things and implement them into your business to grow your bank account, your client relationships, and your overall joyfulness. We also have a few new ratings on Apple Podcast. Thank you so much. That truly means the world to us. It really does. And it really helps us be able to show up more here for y'all on the podcast and in our Facebook group. Um, if you have not left us a review yet, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review there. It's pretty simple and pretty quick. And I've got to say, it is fun. Uh, (laughs) I actually took a couple minutes uh, this week and reviewed a couple podcasts that I love that I just had never left a review for. So I get it. I understand. We're not angry at you. But, uh, you know, go leave us a podcast review. We would love that. Um, And we'll definitely give you a shout out on the show. Now... Let's get into the five things Rachel and I have changed to grow our businesses during the pandemic. The the parents of uh, the bride that I talked to this morning just started following me on Instagram, so it's a good no, sign. That's a good sign, yeah. Oh, I offered a girl. I had an inquiry for. Uh, well, I don't want to say what it's for because then I'm going to give it away just in case somebody listens to it and knows them. <laughs> it was for a venue that I really wanted to shoot at and she was interested in my associates because of the pricing. And I was like, mm. hey, actually, I'll honor the associate pricing if you'll <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And she went a different direction for pricing. So somebody Ooh. else offered her lower than that. <laughs> okay. So I don't know. Yeah. 
I was like, she seemed really excited on the, like on our console. That was, it was kind of a disappointment, but I know. Yeah. I'm still waiting to hear back from a couple from a week ago and I met yeah. with them and they were like, we're so excited to find a photographer that's like as excited as we are. And we love yeah. your enthusiasm. We love your photos. We love this and that. And you're in our price range for doing photo and video all day. And I was like, okay, cool. And it was like yeah. the, the biggest package that I've, uh, that I've quoted. Nice. And I was like, okay, sweet. This is great. And yeah. then they're like, well, we're talking to some other, other places right now. Just, want to see what other options are. I was like, that's cool. I'm see, and I, I kind of think that I, um, you know, someone I, that's excited. And <laughs> yeah. I kind of think that I, um, like over like shared when I, cause I was like, mm. your venue is coveted. Like I would love to shoot that. Like, I think like, then they were like, Oh really? And oh, she's offering this off. Coveted. Maybe we'll go back to somebody else who, you know what I mean? I was mm -hmm. like, if everyone wants to shoot there, I'm sure I can get someone else to do it for, a thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. It just means that she wasn't my client. That's okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that a lot of people do price shop, but totally. some people price shop and keep like, it needs to be, but the right. photographers need to meet these specifications. Yes. And then I'm going to price shop out of that pool. Yeah. Which if you can just really nail those specifications and they're like, no, I just want to go with you. Like it's an extra $500 or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to like, she seems better than everyone else I was talking to. Yeah. So it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It just leaves room for my ideal clients. Exactly. That's okay, right. Yeah. We always yeah. say now, um, now that we've been in the business for, for years, it's, it's an easy like, okay, well, they weren't my, my couple. That's fine. Yeah. They find someone who better met them and I'm going to find someone who will better yeah. fit with me. Uh, because really, honestly, at the end of the day, like, do we want price shoppers or do we want people mm -hmm. who are looking for value? And right. so yep. I think that, you know, value is important. And so if they value us, not just our price, then I think that means a lot and we'll have a better working relationship anyways. So, Oh yeah. hundred you know. percent. But I'm always glad when they find like, I, I always have to think about it as like, it's a disappointment always to hear no, but mm -hmm. it's also at the same time, kind of a, a relief because then I know that they found someone who lined up with what they needed and that's okay. That's right. good for them. You know, it's good for all of us. Like yep. I've always said, there is room for everyone to have a client. So exactly. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's fine. And that leaves room for your ideal clients. Exactly. Cause I have definitely, I mean, uh, there was one in like maybe the first or second year I was in business that they were like, yeah, we just want like four hours. We don't want this. We don't want that. It's just like, bare minimum. I think for four hours I was doing like a thousand dollars or $800 or something. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah. Uh, I want to book the date. So I'll go ahead and sure we can do this. And then a couple months later, cause it was like, they had booked out almost a year, but mm -hmm. I wanted to, to get more bookings. 
because yeah. I was wanting to go full time. And then I had someone ask about that and they were like, oh, like your photos are exactly what we're wanting and we love this. We're wanting like all day coverage. We want to do this. And we're wanting to do day. this. And I love your albums. It was like at one of the bridal shows or something. And they were looking through an album. They're like, oh, this is great. Yeah, we definitely want this. And mom, you're going to want one of these too, right? And I was like, I'm already booked on your date, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> And, yep. Yep. Uh, I had no associates to take over that little mini one, and yep, yep. You know, you never know who's going to come along later. And yeah, and I—that's one of the reasons too that um, I personally don't book smaller than my eight-hour package mm-hmm. if it is more than I think four months out is yep. what I say. That's about the same so for me. If it's uh, three or four months, out, months, then I will. Then I'll 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 take on as much, except for right now, because we're <laughs> yes. because yeah. people quit booking, uh-huh. <laughs> and so now uh, unless it's like a month out, I'm not taking anything smaller. <laughs> yep. Because people are actually still booking full wedding days just for for the fall. Like mm-hmm. that's what I was telling somebody else who was like you know, just like me where our fall is not as full as it normally is but right. because of the pandemic, but I've been getting a ton of inquiries for the fall and it's because oh, yeah. those brides were scared to book anybody before mm-hmm. now. So now I, they're booking. Yeah. I just booked one this week for three weeks from now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's a full wedding. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. If yeah. I can do this every month. <laughs> Right? And book like three weeks out. That's cool. It'd be fantastic. It'll be a really quick. Uh, like, okay, let me learn everything about you and right. the timeline and everything. But um, but we can do it. We can do it. Oh yeah. There's always a reason for it. Exactly. Although my my boudoir has been blowing up. Nice. I yeah, I've noticed that you've been posting more on Instagram. Lately. Well, it it was just like I hadn't planned on it, but all of a sudden I got like three or four inquiries in one day for yeah. my and I don't know somebody must have recommended me or posted Probably. about it or something mm-hmm. um, because I got all these recommendations or all of these um, inquiries and I was like oh gosh okay I need to start offering something paying attention to that because I need to fill up some dates here <laughs> and, and so then yeah then it just was like okay we want to do August mini sessions okay we want to do September we want to do November I'm like uh I'm about it I'm all mm-hmm. about it oh yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah so I'm, I'm paying attention to that but nice. enough of the chit chat for now we yeah. are here for a specific reason our lovely podcast listeners Today, John and I want to talk about um, a few things that we are doing differently since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I know I myself, I have uh, changed up a few things um, just, just in survival mode and um, just kind of, I, I think that the way people are even using social media is different. Um, there's just so many, um, so many little factors that um, I've noticed myself that I've changed up since the craziness has begun, um, and I'm sure you have too, John. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's and when when you we were talking about this. I was like, oh, this is going to be super easy to find like yeah. five things that I've changed 
been since the pan- pandemic or because of the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so what we thought we'd do um, this time is just kind of go back and forth. We each have at least five things um, that we have we are doing differently since the pandemic, mm-hmm. and so each of us will just kind of talk about one thing at a time. And hopefully, this is helpful for you guys, and um, and you can you know, take it and run with it or, you know, be like, Oh, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if for- it sounds like something that would work for your business, then yeah. definitely implement it. Uh, cause these are, these are things that are working for us. And yeah, absolutely. You know, we may be in a different market than you. We may be in a different industry. You might not be doing weddings. You might not be a photographer. We have a lot yeah. of listeners who are uh, other entrepreneurs or uh, makers, calligraphers, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so any of these things that you're like, Ooh, that sounds good. Like I should, I should definitely do this for sure. Write it down and start implementing it um, mm-hmm. and see if it works for you. Yeah. You can always test it out for a couple of weeks and if it doesn't work for you, <laughs> No harm, mm-hmm. no foul, you know? Exactly. Um, I've done a ton of those uh, yeah, right? <laughs> over the pandemic. I'm like, I'm going to try I mean, this. Come on. Entrepreneurship <laughs> in and of itself is always just one big experiment, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one big social experiment. Mm-hmm. So, and then year so, after year, you're like, okay, this is continually working. I'm going to continue yep. to do this. And then I have like seven things that are continuing to work. And I'm going to add in uh, these few new ones and see if this does anything. Absolutely. So first on my list is is my Insta grid. So for, I don't know, years, I've been teaching consistency and posting and you need to post like daily or at least five times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, looking at all the when to post times and all of those things. And honestly, guys, since the pandemic, that's kind of gone out the window for me. I have, um, I've not been posting daily. A hundred percent not been doing that (laughs) or even worrying about posting daily. I'm not really scheduling out anything. Um, I still am using my scheduler. I'm still using Planoly when I do write up a post for the most part, mm-hmm. um, just because it's so easy to get everything I need in there and I don't forget anything. Everything's right there. Like when I write up my post, I, you know, I have my image that it, it has a cropping feature in there so I can crop it for being posted on Instagram. I have my tagging features, my hashtag features, um, you know, my, um, you know, sending it to Facebook and Twitter and all of those things are right there in it. Uh, you know, the location, all that stuff. So definitely still recommend using Planoly. Um, but I have just been not posting consistently <laughs> and, um, but I have been posting every time I have a session or a wedding. Um, so like my, my wedding posting, uh, like the way I do it is I, I post the day of the wedding. I'll post um, one from their engagement session. Um, 99.9% of my couples do an engagement session with me every once in a while. We ha- I have a, a couple that did not do one. Usually that's because they're, they booked us very quickly prior to the wedding or, um, every once in a while I'll just have a client that like I have military clients who are kind of all over and they're not able to before the wedding cause just because of scheduling. Um, but for the majority of the time I do have an engagement session, um, picture that I can post and just be like, it's wedding day. Um, and then the next day I also post, um, a sneak peek of 
um, one of their pictures. Um, or if I'm doing an engagement session, I'll post a sneak peek of that or just a regular session, you know, whatever. I, I've just been lately, I've just been posting when I've been doing something or if I have like a blog that I put up or whatever. So that's been something different for me. And honestly, it has been great. I, it, it has, I have not seen, um, that my, uh, my engagement has gone down. Actually, I would say that it's probably gone up. I was going to um, ask about engagement and everything. If that's changing. It, I, I think it's actually gone up <laughs> since I did that. Nice. Um, and, and I think part of that too, is that I'm being very intentional about, it's not just a random post about a random, you know, thought or anything. Mm-hmm. It, this is about their wedding day and some things about them. And this is a sneak peek from their wedding and some things about that. And, um, so I think being very intentional, it captures, um, it captures the audience of those people. So not just my bride and groom, cause you know, I tag them, <laughs> but, um, I tag all of their vendors for wedding days for sure, which we tell you guys, you need to do that, tag them up. Um, and then because they've been tagged, they share it and then their friends see it and they start commenting and following and all of that. So I've actually, my followers, like real followers have gone up tremendously since I've started doing this mm-hmm. and, um, and my engagement has gone up. So I'm going to stick with it. Yeah. It's working great. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I've done something similar, um, where, I mean, even before the pandemic, I wasn't posting every day anymore. I was still posting like five times a week, Yeah, uh, but not like six or seven or sometimes more than seven times a week is what oh, yeah, I was I doing to. where I was like doing two on Sundays or something. Uh-huh. Uh, Cause everyone's on Instagram on Sundays mm-hmm. and uh, at least my followers were uh, according to the when to post app. I was yes. like, okay, I'll do, I'll do one in the morning and one at night, whatever. Um, but yeah, I've been much more intentional about what I'm posting. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and not just like, kind of like, oh, I don't know what to put for this yeah. caption. Um, Isn't this venue beautiful? Or look at this dress. Hashtag right. dress. Um, and and then it's just like, like that's not, uh, it's not a meaningful post. It's just yeah. kind of like a, I'm just throwing this photo out there. Hopefully I get some likes. Maybe I get, you know, exactly. some engagement, but instead I'm like, I want to talk about this or I want to share this moment from this wedding. Uh, yeah, and I feel like that's playing that social game better, you know, like yes. Instagram and Facebook wants you to be social. Mm-hmm. So if you are actually being social with your posts like this, like to me posting about an actual person and a feeling or, you know, a thought about what we just posted about is so much more socially, socially like interactive than just posting a random photo and a random thought you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I've done probably, um, uh, two posts a week. Yeah. Uh, for the, for the last few months. Um, actually I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull a Devin and just see. Oh, there you go. Look at how many <laughs> posts you've been doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I posted, uh, 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 math. What is this? I posted 16 last in the last month. So it's about, about every yeah. day actually. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, I've, I've been trying to do the same thing where I'm, I'm more intentional with what I'm posting. Um, and also I'm in the, uh, stories 
more. And I'm like diving into yes, couples who are like, I'll, I'll look up some of my favorite. I have, uh, I have photos saved in different, uh, categories what are they called collections um, collections oh yeah yeah, yeah. i have like a, a vendor collection and they're all my favorite vendors that i like to work with so i'll just go to their posts and then see who's liking them see who's commenting and i'll like dive into their stuff and then mm-hmm. go comment on them if they're engaged i'm like they're liking this they're probably getting married there like i'm gonna interact with them and since yeah, you're the, good at those deep dives Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I dive all the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anytime that like the kids are playing outside and I get tired after 10 minutes, it's so hot. Time I'm for deep gonna, diving. I'm just going to sit over here and deep dive some Instagram, <laughs> find some new brides out here. Um, but yeah, I've like in the past uh, two or three months, I've had about a hundred new followers uh, awesome. and they're like quality followers. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, which, which is what I'm wanting. I don't really care about the number uh, right. so much. I mean, it's cool whenever the number's going up. I'm like, oh, I'm over 1,500 now. That's mm-hmm. that's really cool. I've never been this much. Um, but it it doesn't matter if you have 10,000 followers, but only 100 of them are actually engaging with you. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it, it matters the number of engaged followers that you have. Mm-hmm. Like we said, social media is a social mm-hmm. interaction website. Like that's what it's for and that's yeah. what it, it rewards you for. So it doesn't help you in any way yeah. if you don't have people who are engaging with you. So Right. Yeah. You can complain about the algorithm, but I love the algorithm because if you are out there engaging with people, Instagram sees you as someone who's engaging and someone uh-huh. who's not just like throwing a photo on there and like, all right, see y'all later. Leave me a bunch of likes and comments, but you're going and you're commenting on people's stuff and you're liking them and you're showing up in their stories and DMing and you're sharing stuff to your stories. And they're like, Oh, they're actually using this as a social platform. Mm -hmm. I'm going to promote them. I want other people interacting with them because then they'll do more of the same. Absolutely. Sweet. Okay, cool. Um, my number one, or I guess, I don't know. This yeah, isn't I didn't like put in order. Any kind of yeah. order. Yeah. <laughs> my my first thing I'm going to talk about um, is I have invested in myself and in my business over the pandemic. Um, I've spent a couple grand on mentorships and workshops and courses yeah. and all sorts of things uh, to really just take the business to the next level and to learn from some of the leading uh, photographers and marketers in the industry. And it has been awesome. Um, yeah. and one, one thing that is kind of uh, a, a, a very slight silver lining. There's not a, a lot of silver linings <laughs> with the pandemic, right. but, um, but one of them is that uh, a lot more people uh, have been more accessible Mm, yes. Um, because everyone's doing these Zoom meetings and everyone's yep. doing Facebook Lives and uh, and stuff like that. So I've been able to learn from a lot of people who normally I would have to spend three dollars $5,000 to go to an yes. in-person workshop. And I was able to do a workshop for like 500 bucks yeah. um, and and learn a ton. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's stuff. Um, I, I've, I've been investing a lot. Um, I didn't want to just sit around 
for a couple months and just be like, well, I can't work. So whatever. Cause I, I mean, probably 80% of what I do is working in the business, doing marketing emails, yep, uh, talking to leads, all that. Like 20% is actually out there taking photos. Oh, um, yes. I know. Uh, which, I spent 12 hours in front of my computer yesterday. Legit. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's okay. That's not, that's not an, an all the time thing. I'm in my busiest season right now of like, mm-hmm. had my busiest shooting season last month. Now this is right. my busiest working season, yes. you know, getting yeah. that done. But, but yeah, like that's something that a lot of people don't think about when they go into photography is that you, the majority of what you do is not behind a camera. Nope. <laughs> it's behind a computer. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. So even if you like, even if you're still in a place that you're not allowed to do weddings and you know, you're, you're back down to, to 10 people or whatever, or you're yeah. complete lockdown wherever you are. Um, there's still, you can still work on that 80% of your business and make that better. Yep. Um, so a couple of things that uh, are the main thing I think that I've kind of gleaned from, uh, gleaned, is it glean? Sure, or yeah, glean? yeah. I like it. It works. Yeah. I don't know which one it is. I've always just said gleaned, uh, but I, I don't think I've ever actually seen the word. Uh, it's like one yeah. of those, one of those strange words that like gleaning is, I think it's, uh, is, you know what? I'm just going to look up the meaning. I'm fairly certain it has something to do with like, uh, harvesting. Like, I think so. Yeah. Like gleaning the crops. Yeah. Like that's, right? <laughs> let's see. Uh, collect gradually and bit by bit gather leftover grain or other produce after a harvest. Dang. Yep. We are right. Nice. Look, so it is glean, not glean. glean. Okay. With an N. Yes. Sweet. This has been your etymology corner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so one one thing that I've gleaned um, from the crops of all the all the investment <laughs> that I've done um, is my inquiry process has completely transformed. Um, where I am, I mean, it's not like the the like most interesting part or what you would think would be great, uh, yeah. but um, but I like my conversion rate uh, has doubled. So yeah. getting, getting more people who are like, Oh yeah, I want to book with you. Um, and, um, the, like the main thing is I get people on the phone now. Yeah. I don't like to talk on the phone. I, I don't even like, I don't even call my mom on the phone very often. <laughs> I have to be like, okay, it's been, it's been a few weeks. It's been a month, whatever. I need to actually like talk on the phone and then I'll call. And she also doesn't like to talk on the phone. None of my family likes to talk on the phone. So they're, they're always like quick five minute conversations. Like, how are you doing? How are you? Good. Okay, cool. Well, stay safe out there. Wear a mask. Um, but yeah, like I don't, I'm not a big phone person. I'm cool with texting. I'm good with emails. I just don't like talking on the phone. Um, but I have, uh, I've gotten to, uh, to where I'm calling people, um, or I will text them right after they inquire. And I'm just like, Hey, this is John with all heart. You know, saw that you, you asked about this. I'm going to, you know, I, I'm putting together an email right now to send over to you with some info. Would love to, would love to set up a time to talk over the phone. And then I've had a few couples that will be like, oh, well, we're available right now or we're available this evening if you want to talk. And then we've been able to talk. And there's something about 
speaking voice to voice that there's a much greater connection than just reading text on your phone or computer or whatever. It's true. Um, so that's been the big thing. Um, and yeah. And then helping them like see my value, uh, more than just like, here's a list of prices, but conveying what my value is for them. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's, that's one thing. That's my first thing. Awesome. Okay. So, um, I'm trying to pick which one I want to talk about next. <laughs> um, kind of along that same line, um, with my leads, um, I have changed up a few things. I'm just kind of like, you've been getting on them on the phone quicker. Um, I have always kind of responded fairly quickly anyways. Um, I respond fairly quickly, but lately I've been, um, texting and, um, like I'll have some on Instagram, so I'll insta DM Mm. them, but actually talking to them and trying to get them on, um, on the consult call as soon as possible. I do zoom for my consults. Um, I like to see their faces and again, I'm not, I'm not a big phone call person either. So I don't want to sit on the phone with them, but, um, but I do think that there's something to be said for getting them, um, in front of you as quickly as possible. Um, because statistically, if you speak to them first, they will hire you more likely, more than Mm -hmm. likely. So, um, I think it's like 86% of people go with their, the first person that reaches back to them. Yes. So my, because I use a CRM, we've talked about this multiple times. So if you Mm -hmm. don't use one yet, we highly recommend it. There's a multitude of them out there, but my CRM also, I'm able to access it from my phone. And so the second somebody, um, response to me. I don't even care if they think like that it's an auto, um, like already written email. I don't care, whatever, who cares? I'm actually reaching back out to them quickly and giving them the information that they want. Um, Mm -hmm. and not making them wait for that, not letting them go. And like, like Devin was talking about the other day, like going and looking at other people's websites. I want them staying on my stuff. So the second they respond, if I'm in a place where I can, um, I respond like within, minutes, um, and try to get them on the phone. And I even tell them like in the thing, like, here's my Calendly link to set up a zoom. But Mm -hmm. if you're available to talk, like if I have time that night, if you're available to talk, I'd love to talk to you like tonight. Um, even if it's not on the Calendly, because a lot of times, like, I think my Calendly, Calendly, like cuts off at like seven or something. Um, but I let them know, like, if you're available, I can make it work this evening kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And that has gotten them on the phone a lot quicker. Um, and then if they can't do it that night, then they have that Calendly link and usually they go and book a spot pretty quick. So, um, so that's been something that I've changed up, which is just like a small tweak, but I feel like it's a very important tweak. It is. Yeah. 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 That, uh, that quickness of getting to them is yeah. huge. Especially um, with brides right now who are planning weddings so quickly. Mm-hmm. Like brides are planning weddings very quickly. They're not worried about, you know, a year long engagement. A lot of them. Um, right. This has yeah. all changed the way that brides do things for so long. We've been so used to brides planning a year, year and a half out mm-hmm. and all of this stuff happening. Like they're just going ahead and planning their wedding in weeks and or months, yeah. months or sometimes days because <laughs> I've literally had a bride oh, yeah. out and be like, Oh yeah, we're getting married next week. Can you make it? <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. This is last available. minute, but are you available? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's something that's I've changed up a little bit. Cool. 
What's up guys? Taking a little bit of a break here to talk to you about one of our sponsors, a lifetime sponsor of the podcast, and that is us, Light and Dark Co. Uh, in addition to bringing you the podcast every single week, we also host photography workshops. We have one coming for you in September. It is going to be amazing. It is going to be super fun, very educational, and is going to be online. So you don't have to fly to Texas to come to our workshop. You can do it from the comfort of your couch or your bed or your desk or wherever your computer set up. We're going to be covering everything that we normally do in a two to three day in-person workshop, but it's going to be spread out over two weeks. We're doing six different individual workshops on topics like how to build strong client relationships, posing and editing tricks, and we dive deep into the business side of running a successful full-time photography business. So head on over to lightdarkco.com slash workshop for all the info on everything and to grab your seat. And while you're grabbing your seat, mention the promo code podcast and save 20% on your virtual seat. And that's lightdarkco.com slash workshop promo code podcast and save 20% for our online photography business workshop. Now back to the episode. So my, my second thing is that I've uh, pivoted more into video um, through the pandemic. Um, yeah, kind of started uh, messing around with video, uh, I don't know, probably a couple years ago. Yeah, 2018. Um, yeah. I did my first wedding with video and I wasn't really advertising it. I would just like, once I was talking to someone, I'd be like, yeah, are you looking for a videographer? I also do that. Yeah. Uh, so now I have it on my website. Uh, I'm advertising for it. I've started doing uh, live streaming video at weddings, um, mm-hmm. which has been really fun um, to like set that up for them and have like have it in Zoom or Facebook or both and be able to see people's comments coming in. And, yeah, that's cool. And, and all that. And, uh, and a lot of the times they'll come over and like talk to the people who are watching them after the ceremony. Yeah. And, uh, and it's really cool. It's a, it's an extra like added connection uh, for them and, and their, their family and friends that can't make it or because of restrictions, they can only have 20 people at their wedding and everyone else gets to watch from home Um, and they don't have to worry about if they can fit back into their wedding clothes. Um, But yeah, that's been, that's been something that I've been really, really liking and um, I'm really getting into video editing more. I hated it at first. There's just so much. Uh, but uh, a, another part of uh, my first one, the investment, I've uh, been learning from people on how to edit, how to like organize yeah. all of my video files because it's very different than photos. And yeah, I have no interest in that at all. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely not something that I'm wanting to do like full time and like stop doing photos. I enjoy taking photos much more than video, but, uh, but doing video here and there is really fun. And, uh, and the live streaming is great. Yeah. Uh, And being able to provide that connection for my couples is really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's my number two. Okay. Well, number three for me is my associate team. Um, I had already started to, um, 
add associates prior to the pandemic, but I was finding it um, a little bit difficult for to get people to hire them just because they didn't have much of a portfolio with me. So like they had their mm-hmm. own portfolio, but um, as photographers, but I didn't want to show that off. Like I wanted to show because our whole thing is they shoot for me, I edit. So I needed right. them to have work that I edited that we could show off as this is the RDP associate team. And mm-hmm. um, because <laughs> this is one tiny little silver lining that I've had since the pandemic is that um that because of it, because I had several brides reschedule for dates that I was already booked on, I was able to offer them my associates and they have been able to shoot weddings. And now we have portfolio for them and now people are wanting to book them. And so um, that's been huge. Um, I, I've wanted an associate team forever. Like I just, I've always wanted an associate team. I love the girls that work for me. Like they're like family and we've gotten really close. And um, I just really um, have enjoyed that part of it. And I honestly, it would have taken us so much longer to build up to this point had we not had um, this happen um these like crazy circumstances um that you know i'm i'm not i'm not happy that it happened but it did um it it did push my associate team like portfolio up um in timeline so it kind of created that extra need of it did And that's uh, like, Oh, just, I think in this time we need to um, really be okay with pivoting and kind of looking around and being like, what can I do that will grow my business in a, in a way that goes along with what's happening right now. mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'd already begun to pivot right before that, but I was like just barely dipping my toes in the water. And this just gave me that push to just really pivot into it and really lean into it. Um, And so I've really enjoyed that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exciting. I've been, I've been enjoying seeing like your, your RDP team, uh, Instagram more and like the behind the scenes of them shooting the weddings Yeah, like, while you're shooting a different wedding. I'm like, that's really cool. It's so fun. And they do such a good job. They're so fun and spunky mm. and, um, they're my, they're my go-tos at, you know, when I, when I need second shooters too, they, they get first choice and, um, it's always a good time working with them too. So we've just really built a really good working relationship and I trust them wholeheartedly with, um, with weddings. So, um, that's also super important. Um, if you are wanting to start an associate team to be able to trust your photographers, because, your name is still on it and you still have to answer for whatever happens at that wedding. So if something happens, that's a mistake. It's still on you. It's not on them. You can't just be like, Oh, it was my associate. No, Mm. it's your business and you have to take responsibility for whatever they do. So being able to trust um, your associates, I think is huge. Don't just hire anyone, make sure that they are going to represent your brand. Well, that they are going to serve your clients the way that you would, all of those things are so important. Yep. Yep. I think that's uh, one of the, one of the things that I see a lot with uh, people who are kind of like rushing into associates where um, they're either, they're either one at a price point where um, they're getting a ton of people who want to book them because they're, 
pretty inexpensive. Um, and instead of raising prices uh, to meet the need, they're like, all right, well, I'll just like hire an associate and then they can shoot all these other weddings and I'll pay them a little bit and I'll still make more and yeah. not have to work more and all that. And, um, and like rushing into bringing in associates and not really going through a long vetting process of getting mm -hmm. to know them, getting to know their yes. personalities, getting to know their shooting style, how they would handle like high stress situations. Because being a second shooter is not high stress at all. No. Um, I've, I've done a, a lot more second shooting um, through the pandemic uh, too. And it's not stressful because I'm oh, not yeah. the one who's, I'm just like, all right, so what's you next? Up, or like, I'll have the, the list. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go do this now. Um, but yeah. I don't have to worry about all the crazy stuff. You're not responsible for it all. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. seeing your, your, you know, who you want to be an associate as a second shooter is very different than how they would be as absolutely uh, or can be very different than how they would be as a lead photographer yes and i would also say that if that's something that you want to do making sure that you have contracts in place because even though i love these girls and we do feel like family it is still a business working relationship mm -hmm. and um some of them are contract and some are employees and i have different contracts with each of them based on which one they wanted to be and um and different pay scales and all of that stuff so um, those are things that you need to really um, think about before you even offer an associate position to someone. Um, we're kind of learning as we go, so I wish I had done a little more research prior <laughs> to. But um, it's been really nice because I've I've made sure, like I think also because we were friends prior to, I was able to have a very open. We we all were able to have very open, honest conversations, and when they felt like they weren't getting what they needed, they felt a, like they felt good enough to come to me and say, Hey, can we talk about this? And I, in you as the lead need to be okay with hearing what they have to say and, um, and making sure that they feel like they are getting what they need out of it too. Otherwise you're just gonna have unhappy people and you don't want that. Mm -hmm. So, um, having that open working relationship, I think is really important as well. Yes. And if you're, if you're really interested in uh, building a, an associate team, you should definitely check out episode 27 with Mary yes. Ohm because she talks all about her associate team and she's got associates in other states and yep. all of the things that she goes through to like create that great team and make sure that everything is legal and that yep. uh, her, her clients are getting taken care of. Uh, yep. Plus she's, Super fun to talk to. Uh, and also you can find associate contracts on the legal mm -hmm. page, which yes. is, and it's P-A-I-G-E because it's Paige's name. Yes. Um, but they, she has associate contracts that are really great. Oh, yeah. 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 And all, all sorts of contracts. Yeah, um, all sorts of contracts. Because like, uh, she, she released a, uh, a force majeure uh, yes. for the pandemic uh, if, if something yes. like this happens again. Uh, so for anyone now who's, who's booked with me um, since the beginning of this, that's part of my contract now. Uh, so it just kind of states yep. uh, that, you know, it's outside of both my and the client's control and what all that looks like a uh, yep. lot of legal jargon. So, uh, I, I'm like, all right, that's cool. You're the professional. I'm going to take this from you because you're Absolutely. offering it for free. Uh, so go, yeah, definitely go check out the legal page. I think it's the legal page.com yeah. uh, or something, or just Google the legal page. We'll also have it in the show notes. Uh, 
but yeah, did you already do your third one? That was my third it's one. It's my, okay, uh, yeah. I thought so. I was like, I, th- I feel like it's my turn now. Um, so my third one is my work schedule. Oh. It's changed a ton um, because I, I mean, I, I worked from home before, um, but now uh, the kids are at home more and yeah. my wife is at home more and, um, and things like our family life balance or I guess our family work balance, life, sure. life, family work words, um, all right. of those things, all of those things balancing together. Right. Uh, that, kind of balance has shifted a little um it's a little bit heavier on the family side yeah uh, during the day so um like kind of at the beginning whenever um whenever both i was not able to to photograph and my wife was not able to to work for a good you know six eight weeks we sat down and we talked about all right what what does a good schedule look like? What do, what do mornings look like where I can, you know, work a little bit in the morning and breakfast and things. And then while the kids are resting or napping in the afternoon, work a little bit more. And then after they're down after dinner, like I can work a little bit more and still be able to keep up with the day-to-day tasks of the business um, without just like having to, to block myself off for, eight hours and, and all that. Uh, so it's, it's been, um, it's been interesting. There've definitely been some times that, uh, like weeks where if I have like a double header, uh, weekend with two weddings, I've got to, I've got to work more that, that following week with editing and getting their sneak peeks and, and all that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's the, what has what has changed is that we set uh we really we really just had to shift our schedule to where i didn't have a set time before it was just kind of like yeah in the afternoon we'll figure out an hour or two and i'll work and now it's like okay a hard hard one o'clock we're finished with lunch and i am in the office locking the door and i'm in there for at least a couple hours and uh and all that. So, so yeah, scheduling and figuring out when I will be at work, at work, air quotes, yep. Uh, yep. and when I will be at home. Uh, so it's not like bleeding over because um, when it, the, like the first few weeks, everything was bleeding over to where when I was uh, playing with the kids or, you know, watching them or making lunch or whatever, I was trying to answer emails. Yeah. I was thinking about, okay, I need to do this. I need to do that. Um, and even whenever I was working, I was like, Oh, well, you know, I would really like to play in the new splash pad that we got in the backyard. Uh, like that would be fun to do right now. Yeah. Uh, So having those kind of like set times, has really helped us a ton uh, getting through this without getting super overwhelmed and burnout. Yeah, that's smart. That's smart. Okay. Number four for me is my Insta stories. So um, I have been showing up on Insta stories a ton more. And um, I think um, that is so important right now. Insta stories are becoming way more important than your grid, which we've talked about before. Um, So you need to show up on your Insta stories at least once every 24 hours so that it's constantly running. Um, But I've been showing up way more and in several different ways. So I've been showing my face and just like, 
talking about random things. Um, my life, like I, I show my kids all the time. <laughs> and, um, but then also I used to, um, like when I would, so I do same day sneak peeks. We've talked about this before, mm-hmm. um, for weddings. And I used to, um, just post one of those pictures on Instagram and be like, go check out the sneak peeks, um, link in profile to like my sneak peek galleries. Um, but since, uh, well, the last couple of weeks, um, I decided that I don't get a lot of engagement when I do that. People don't really like to go and click on links so much. No, um, cause they're still- on social media like they just want to, they just like, they want to scroll. They want to watch all the yes. stories. They don't want to leave the platform. Yeah. Right. So I use an app called story art. Um, and I put together several like little collages of my sneak peeks and then I post them on Instagram and you know, I tag the hit out of the vendors on mm-hmm. those because then they repost them on their uh, stories as well. And I also tag my clients in them and they repost them on their stories. So it's, I have gotten so much more interaction because of that. Literally um, at my last wedding, I had like five girls DM me and tell me how impressed they were with the same day sneak peeks, how they loved my work, like all of that. So that got that interaction going because of that. So, um, I'm trying to think of that. Oh, and then after I posted on my stories, then I add it to my highlights because I have highlights for weddings and bridals and engagements and all of that. And I've mm-hmm. been slacking majorly on putting new content up there. I had content from like a couple of years ago and my editing has improved, I would say <laughs> in the last three years and, and just, it's just evolved. Um, so, um, so I've been, um, every time I upload a wedding onto my highlights, I just take off the last, the oldest one so that it's constantly current weddings mm-hmm. on there. Um, and because I, honestly, your current weddings are always going to be your best work, right? Because right. you're constantly growing or you should be, you should be constantly growing and learning and be like honing in. I don't think that I will ever stop trying to hone in my craft. Like mm-hmm. you should never stop because yeah. it is artwork and it, and it is subjective and you know, all of that stuff. So, um, so because of that, I want to show my current work so that people have the expectations of what my current work looks like. Um, and so that's been huge for me. So, um, yeah, that's, that's been, that's my fourth thing. Yeah. That ties into my fourth thing, which is updating my website because Uh keeping that current work and updated work on, Uh um, on like, it's easy to do on Instagram, uh, because like, it's, it's social media and we want to do that. Yep. Um, I really need to update my highlights now that you're talking about that. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I probably have stuff from like 80 weeks ago or something, um, yeah. which, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I need to go through and, and update it. Cause I never think about my, uh, my highlights. I totally don't either. Yeah. Until this, like this last week, I was like, huh, why am I not just going? So last night or, or the last week I've been like, just scrolling through stories from like the past year and mm-hmm. adding things to like my behind the scenes. Cause I'll post behind the scenes on my stories, but yeah. I'm forgetting to put it on my behind the scenes highlights, you know, yeah. and, and bridles and all of that stuff. So I did the same thing for, I did a bridal blog, um, yesterday 
mm-hmm. posted it. And in, I, I still did the call to action to tell people to go to the blog. But then I took just my very favorites from just a few of them from the, cause that whole session was my favorites, but mm. <laughs> just a few of them. And I put them in a story collage with story art and put those on my, um, on my stories and then put that into my highlights. And that was hugely successful as well. And my bride shared it, the florist shared it, you know? So yeah. 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 So yeah, I, I need to, I need to take that from, from your, your top five (laughs) and go do that for mine. Um, but yeah, uh, keeping up with your most recent work, um, Mm -hmm. like your editing style changes, you should be learning. Um, I mean, I, I, I try to learn something new from every wedding and, uh, and after like for sure six months ago, I'm a better photographer now than I was six months ago. A hundred percent. I don't need to just leave photos up on my website in my portfolio from six months ago. Yeah. Unless, I mean, I, I have some up there from sure. years ago. Sure, like but, forever be your favorites. Yeah, but I try to, um, like, as I'm as I'm sending out the sneak peeks for a wedding, like, I'm looking through and, like, this would be a great one for the website. This would mm-hmm. be really good for mm-hmm. this. And then I'll just go in there and then I'll drop, you know, if I add one photo to my portfolio, I drop a photo. Um, I just kind of like scroll through and then I'm like, whichever one has the least like wow factor to me where I'm just like, eh, yeah, I mean, that one's good, but I'm not really right. feeling as much as all the other ones. I'll just drop that one out of there. So I still have, I'm not just like adding and adding. So I have 200 photos in my portfolio. Totally. Yeah. You don't want to do that. You don't want to bog your website down. Nope. So, um, I've been doing that updating photos on there. Um, I've been, uh, I created a new, uh, albums page so that I can send my couples directly to, uh, an, a page where they can, uh, look at samples of, uh, all the different color options that I offer and uh, oh yeah that's great photos that i've taken of uh albums that i've printed albums to do that and i haven't done it (laughs) yeah yeah so that's been great uh it's definitely helped with album sales um and be just having a place where they can see it uh and like i created this a uh, really intense form that has all the different color options and they can choose all the That's options awesome. that they want for their thing. And then it just goes straight into Tave and then I can take their order and then go get it printed. And it has been so easy because before I was just like going back and forth and like, yeah, okay, do you want great. the eight by eight or did you want the, did you want the Yay. 10 by 10? And you know, did you want leather or is this linen and what color did you want? And I love this like, idea. They just have, they tell me everything up front and I'll follow up with any questions. I'm like, yeah, you said, you said uh, only 20 spreads or 20 pages. Did you mean 20 spreads or like, yeah, uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, and, and having that updated portfolio is huge uh, yes. because you don't want to just point people to Instagram and be like, hey, yeah, uh, like, don't go to my website. That's all old stuff. Instagram is where you can see my new work um, mm-hmm. because you don't own Instagram. Instagram right. could be gone tomorrow. Yep. Um, and I've heard horror stories of people who they either got hacked or they got shadow banned or something where and all their work uh, was they had to, to restart with zero followers. Yeah. And uh, 
And if that happens, that's horrible either way. But if you have all your stuff on your website, you can still point people there. Absolutely. Um, and then email list. And that's a whole nother episode that we're going to do uh, <laughs> at some point. But um but yeah, and then I also redid my entire about me page uh, to where it's not just about me, but more about how um, how I work with them and how I can provide value for them on their wedding day. And then it also talks a little bit about like movies that I like and that I very cool or cool. and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, okay, that's so, that's my number four. Okay, so my last one is that I have invested in my company in um, a couple of ways. I, um, even though I know that we just went through a pandemic and this was um, really a hard time, like financially, um, I felt like investing in my company um, right now is probably the most important to for survival after all of this. Mm-hmm. So I am actually I hired somebody to um, redo my website. It's currently being redone and. Um, also do a promo video for me to that will be on my website. So, um, so I've got two of those things coming out very quickly and I feel like that's going to be huge, um, for my company. And I think a lot of times when we're in scary places where it feels like you just need to like hold on to every penny that you have when you're in that scary place for businesses. A lot of times you Mm -hmm. actually need to invest just like you were saying with education and things like that. You actually need to invest more so that you will survive (laughs) after all of it's said and done. And so I made the tough decision to spend the extra money, um, not really extra, but the money (laughs) that I, that I had been saving for this, that I had already planned on doing that at this time, but I could have easily been like, I'm scared right now. All of this is happening. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to not spend that right now. But I went ahead and spent the money to invest in my company so that, um, we could be able to serve more and do better, um, this next year. So I feel like it's going to be really huge for my company. Oh yeah. That's great. Yeah. And really, I feel like any investment that you can, you can invest into your business, as long as you're implementing the things that you're learning and the things that, that, uh, that you've invested in, um, you're going to have a return on investment and it's, it's going to be well worth it. And just like compounding year after year after all that, um, so my fifth thing is value. Um, I have one of the investments that I, I did was learning how to uh, how to convey my value more for couples and not being so salesy and not mm. being like this is what I do and this is how I can do this. Yes. Um, but more of like whenever I'm talking to them. Um, in you know Zoom meetings, inquiries, stuff like that. Uh, even my email. Uh, copy has changed to where it's more asking them questions about what is uh, what they find important in photography Mm, and you know and kind of pointing toward uh, whenever I talk about um, you know getting the candid moments and like those real and raw emotions and and all that I'm not like and this is what I do and this is how I do this I talk to them about those emotions and and some some couples they don't seem to really care about that and they usually don't book me because that's what I care about Um, but the couples that I'm talking to about 
those emotions and those moments and the relationships that they have with their grandparents and being able to capture that on film and to be able to see uh, relationships between uh, their guests that, you know, they're over talking to table four and, uh, and I'm, you know, capturing things that are happening at table 11 between, uh, between their guests and like laughter and stories and all that kind of stuff. And talking about that and, uh, and then having them talk about why that's important to them or agreeing like, Oh yeah, I love that. Like, this is really important because we haven't seen my grandmother uh, in six months or whatever. And, you know, she's 94. So I don't know when, you know, how much longer she's going to be here. I definitely want to get those moments and that kind of stuff um, is, I don't know. It's, it's been, um, it's been really great to, be able to have them talk about the value rather than me trying to sell the value to them. Cause whenever they talk about it, it's like, Oh yeah, well, this is what I want. And you're talking about like how you do this. So I'm definitely going to hire you instead of me being like salesy and like, this is what I do. And this is this, and this is that here's the prices. Yeah. So, so that's been huge. Uh, and I think that's, that's also been a, a huge reason why uh, my conversion rate has doubled over the last three months. So well, that's great. Yeah. All right. So we those are the things. Five things each that we are doing differently because of the pandemic guys. Yes. yes. Thank so, you guys so much for tuning in this week. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope that, that you were able to at least pick, I mean, that was 10 things. So you should be able to get at least two or three that, yes. that you can kind of focus in on and be like, yeah, I want to, I want to upgrade my business. I need to do this and actually follow through and do it. Be yeah, part of be the, the 3% or be the 3%. Be the three, yeah. Be the 3% of people that actually follow through and implement things that they yes. learned uh, instead of the 97 that are just like, all right, that was cool. My business would be so great if I did this. And then you just go back to do it. (laughs) I have to get out of here because I'm supposed to go work out and I need to get my workout on y'all. This, this, that's one of the things that I've been doing or that (laughs) I actually hadn't done. And I promised myself I would do that more frequently this month. So I'm going to sign out. I know we normally do things we're loving. Working out is going to be my thing. I love We will be back next week. Um, we've got some great interviews coming up and we're so mm-hmm. excited about it. So yeah, super pumped for next week. We got Tony Christine coming in talking about yeah, yeah. album sales and yeah, I, I took her course and have been implementing that and, uh, already selling albums. So I'm, it's going to be I'm so pumped. good. Cannot wait. Yeah. So we will see you guys next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Light and Dark podcast. You can join us next week live on Facebook in our Light and Dark photography podcast group by heading to lightdarkco.com slash join FB or by searching Facebook for Light and Dark photography podcast. I'm Rachel Driscoll and you can find me on Instagram at Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield and you can find me on Instagram at allheartphoto. The Light and Dark podcast is recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. You can find the show notes with all the things at lightdarkco.com slash podcast. 
This podcast was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme is by the talented John Isaac. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.